1: Wendy's is giving you a chance to win cash. Head to a participating Wendy's, snap a pic when you try the new Homestyle French Toast Sticks, and post it on social using the hashtag Wendy's French Toast Stick Sweeps, or log on to wendysfrenchtoaststicksweeps.com. Wendy's new Homestyle French Toast Sticks are crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside. They're so good, they're the best
0: thing to ever happen to breakfast.
1: No purchase necessary. See rules at Sweeps.com. Sweepstakes end September 11th, 2022. Hello again, everybody, and welcome in once again to Gamecock Central Radio. We're a couple of days uh, removed from National Signing Day in the 2016 South Carolina Gamecock football class is in, and here to talk about it with us is Chris Clark. I'm Emerson Phillips. Chris, glad to have you along today. How are you getting along, man? I know it's been a busy week for you.
0: It has been busy, and no rest, because uh, this Gamecock staff's moving on to the 2017 class. They've been working on that in the midst of 2016 as well, so... Plenty to do there, but it was a it was an eventful 60 days uh, for Will Muschamp and his staff recruiting the 2016 class, and they were able to close out pretty strong on signing day as well and, and put together a, a respectable class at the end of the day in that short time frame.
1: Chris, we got National Signing Day started early on Wednesday morning of this week, and I saw you put on Twitter early Wednesday morning that uh, as of National Signing Day, Will Muschamp had been on the job exactly 60 days, and 34 of those were during the dead period. So uh, this class that he put together here, along with his assistant coaches, you got to feel like they did a pretty good job, you know, with the limited amount of time that they had to work with and the circumstances that they came into, you got to feel like this is a pretty good class overall.
0: No doubt. And I don't think you can discount that in terms of the time frame. I mean, look, 60 days to put together a class is not a lot, uh, particularly when as, as you said, I pointed out, there's 34 of those days. Over half was the dead period. Now, you can still correspond with prospects, still talk to coaches, they can have phone contact, things of that nature, and there's two days leading up to signing day where phone contact is actually unlimited. Uh, but that that still puts you at a disadvantage um, when, you're, when you're playing from behind on a lot of guys, when you're a brand new staff at a new school. Um, you know, having 26 days or whatever it ended up being to to actually be able to go on the road, you know, uh, visit these prospects in their homes and at their schools, evaluate the 2017 guys, which is also important. You always have to kill two birds with one stone when you're on the road like that, and post these prospects for official visits. You really got to get bang for your buck. They had four official visit weekends, one before the December dead period and three in January, and so uh, they were all really, really key. And that's why you saw the staff, you know, rely on some previous ties. I think that's why when you think of a Will Muschamp hire at South Carolina, one of the first things everybody went to was, well, he's already got ties recruiting. He'll be able to hit the ground running quickly. Um, But he had to build a class and put his staff together and put together a staff that is very experienced in the Southeast. Every single coach on the staff has experience. at 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 least one SEC school for at least one year, and many of them with multiple SEC stops multiple years. And so you saw in this class they relied on a lot of those ties to help build the class, And, and that was smart. And I think for USC and for Muschamp, they were fortunate to have those ties.
1: Chris, the Gamecocks signed 14 players on offense, 10 on defense. Talk about the class generally. Which players stand out for you? Who might be able to come in and help the Gamecocks starting right away in 2016? We know the Gamecocks have lost their top three pass catchers from last year. Farrell Cooper, Jarrell Adams, Brandon Wilds gone. Uh, Wilds was also the team's leading rusher. So who do you see in this class that might be able to come in and contribute right away?
0: Well, I think when you look at instant impact guys in a class, of course you look at the guys who are are talented within the class. But you also look at need on the team and, and sort of match the two up. And so, when you look at this team, you know, quarterback play last season was, was very spotty. And there were a lot of reasons for that. I mean, some of it was lack of offensive playmakers. Uh, the offense sort of changed midseason after Steve Spurrier hung it up. Um, but the quarterback play in, in and of itself was inconsistent. And, and at times was not good enough to win. At, at times it was. Um you know, the defense letting them down in certain games, and sometimes it's a combination of both. But I think quarterback play, certainly that's going to be a battle that everybody's going to be watching. So you look at Brandon McIlwain, a kid who's already on campus and uh, will be devoting a lot of time to football uh, once spring practice gets going, and he's already been working out with the football team. You know, he's a hard worker, and he's a talented guy. He's a, he's a guy that'll be in the mix to play some. Who knows? Maybe even start. It's going to be an open competition. Aside from that, you know, you look at the skill positions. You mentioned the the lack, you know, losing the top leading uh, rusher and the leading receivers, three of them, you know, th- that points to it right there. They need somebody to step up at running back, whether there's somebody on campus already or, or a newcomer. Uh, Rico Dowdle is a guy that I think will have a very good shot to see some snaps as a true freshman. You look at receiver; yes, they need some of those guys that are already on campus that that do have some talent to develop, but they signed a, a good receiver class. You know, a guy like Keel Pollard or. Rangericus Davis, a couple four-star receivers from Georgia. Uh, those are a couple guys that, that I would look at. That certainly have an opportunity to to come in and, and make an early impact on this team. Uh, they signed a few wide receivers that I think are, are more than capable of doing that. Um, tight end, you know, they they've got some tight ends on the roster, but but they're not loaded down with them, and they don't really have a lot of experience. So could a guy like Evan Henson step up? That's possible. Uh, Looking over defense, you know, anybody that can rush the passer. So a guy like here, Thomas, who's already on campus, a defensive tackle like Stephon Taylor, they're going to need some tackles to potentially play early and contribute. And Jamarcus King, you know, defensive back. I think King's probably the guy out of the entire class who who may have the biggest impact. Unfortunately, he couldn't enroll uh, in January for USC. Uh, That was unfortunate for them, but he'll still get here in the summer and he's a guy who's got an excellent chance, I think, to to lock down a starting role at a cornerback position for USC.
1: We're reviewing the 2016 Gamecock football signing class here on Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Chris Clark. We invite you to download the free phone apps that allow you to listen to Gamecock Central Radio on your phone. We have an iPhone app and an Android app, and we're also on iTunes. Just search Gamecock Central Radio for all three. Chris uh, spoke extensively with Wes Mitchell from Gamecock Central earlier this week, and he seemed to think that wide receiver and defensive line were the two areas where the Gamecocks were most in need of help right away, and the Gamecocks did sign five receivers and seven defensive linemen. Talk about the group. Uh, I know you talked a little bit already about the receivers, but talk about the D-line group just coming in.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, that that's the thing. We've gotten a lot of questions about the balance of the class. You know, they took basically a full class, um, almost, but you look and it's lighter in a few areas, you know, defensive back, linebacker, for example. We look at the roster, and, and, and while you couldn't say they're just set at linebacker, just absolutely flush and loaded with talent, depth, You know, it's a spot where they've got some youngsters that can play that that should be able to help this team sooner or or down the road. Um, Defensive back is obviously still a big need, but what you don't want to do is is fill your class with guys who you know aren't even going to play next year maybe or or aren't good enough players that you want to put on your roster immediately. To some degree, you have to weigh that and you have to be able to put uh, you know, develop some guys on campus and try to sign some others. And, and I pointed out to Marcus King was a big signing. Ideally, yes, USC would want more DBs in this class. Uh, but it just didn't work out that way. So they can focus on some other areas because there are so many team needs and then try to develop and then look forward to the 2017 class, which is really strong in the southeast defensive back. But going back to the D-line, like you asked about, Emerson, I mean, it, it was a priority. Um, you know, the defensive line – I think at South Carolina, based on the players on the team, I think they're capable of playing better than they have over the last season or two. Um, but they still need some some more players. They need more size, more athleticism, more speed, more pass rush. And so that was a, a priority position. It's a trench-driven game, a trench-driven league in the SEC. And so you've got to be good in the trenches or you're not going to win football games. So that was an upgrade that and his staff wanted to make. You know, I mentioned Stephon Taylor, a 6'5", 300-pounder from Louisiana. Texas and FSU were after him. South Carolina was able to secure him. He's a guy that could potentially play early. Aaron Thompson along the front from Florida could be a a defensive end, like a five-technique defensive end early and then move to tackle. Keir Thomas could play defensive end or play the buck. He's a guy that had over 20 sacks as a senior. You know, really good player there. DJ Wanham was someone who who Muschamp saw in person. I've seen the kid in person. He's got, you know, legitimate size, could get even bigger. I think probably a future strong side defensive end. I mean, there, there are a couple other guys in this class. And so I think it was a group that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, ended up being a, a strong group. Um, you know, was it loaded with four- and five-star guys? No. Um, but certainly I think a group. They can come in and, and help this team and some players of big offer list and legitimate talent.
1: Chris, a couple of the more popular signees in terms of the Gamecock fan base would have to be a couple of in state products. T J. Brunson, the linebacker from R and E, was M V P of the Sand Lapper team, the South Carolina Shrine Bowl team back in December. He was defensive MVP in that game, and uh, he's from Columbia, Chris, Richland Northeast High School product, played for Jay Fry, a former Gamecock player. Coach Fry was a member of the Black Magic Gamecock team back in 1984, so uh, Brunson, to me, one of the faces of this signing class and a guy that uh, fans, I think, are very excited to have, and not only is he uh, a quality young man, but an incredible football player. He's just got tremendous football instincts. He had over 100 tackles in his last three years of high school. And, you know, it'll be a transition for him, obviously, from 3A high school football in South Carolina to the SEC. But when you think about the fact that he's going to get to spend a year learning from Sky Moore and some of the other veterans, you feel like Brunson's definitely got an opportunity to be very successful.
0: No doubt. I think T.J. Brunson is is undervalued uh, by college coaches and in the rankings. Um you know, I really like Brunson, what I've seen from him. You look at him on film, I saw him in person during Shrine Bowl week, and as you pointed out, Emerson had a very good game uh, for the South Carolina squad up in Spartanburg during the Shrine Bowl in December. So he's just one of those players that's very productive. You know, you look at him and you're not blown away by the measurables. You know, he's not very tall. He's not the biggest. He's not the fastest straight line or the rangiest, but he just he just makes plays. He makes tackles. And he's a smart and, as you said, instinctual football player. And I think that's going to serve him well. You know, he's not – maybe he's not the most physically gifted linebacker, uh, but we've seen linebackers all over college football who, if they play with with great instincts and, and, and they're smart, intelligent players and they play hard, they're normally pretty good. And I think Brunson fits a lot of those bills. really like how he's always around the ball. He can move side to side very well. Very good lateral movement. He's able to see blocks coming and avoid them. He knows where the ball is. So I think he's a guy who's a really good player, and you know, will always go down as the first uh, player that Will Muschamp visited directly after his Sunday press conference in Columbia to announce his coach. And, you know, Muschamp was asked about that at the signing day presser, and he he pointed out that you know Brunson and Brian Edwards uh, were the first two guys that he saw. On the recruiting trail, and guys that were in-state, uh, Brunson was—you know—you mentioned the South Carolina ties there. Local kid Edwards was—you know—a a Gamecock commitment who decommitted and they got back in the boat. He's another receiver who I have a chance to contribute this year. So, some really—you know—important guys that they were able to get back in the fold there, who I think are going to be good players.
1: Yeah, we've talked a lot about Brian Edwards here on Gamecock Central Radio. He's already on campus. He's from Conway High, and I spoke with Chuck Jordan, the Conway head coach on Wednesday of this week on signing day and had him speak about Brian Edwards. And Coach Jordan is in his 33rd year, I believe it is, at Conway High, and he's had a tremendous amount of uh, Division One players come through that program. And he said that Brian Edwards, when the ball is in the air, might be the best he's ever coached. So we've mentioned that the Gamecocks need help at receiver, and Edwards should be first in line to earn some playing time right away. And the fact that he'll have a full spring to work with uh, certainly will help him in that regard. Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips and Chris Clark. You can get breaking Gamecock news alerts delivered to your email inbox. Just text USC to 42828. Text USC to 42828, or go to the Gamecock Central homepage for more information. Chris, there's one other in-state product from South Point High School, Chris Smith, the defensive back, South Point High, has been very good to the Gamecocks over the years.
0: Yeah, uh, Smith was a guy who was committed to the the previous staff uh, and and stayed in that class. South Carolina stuck with him. He actually enrolled early, so he's been on campus uh, since earlier in January working out with the team, and he'll have an opportunity to go through spring practice. You know, Smith obviously comes from a winning program at South Point. You know, they, they win state titles there. That's what they do have a lot of talented athletes and have very good coaches. And Rock Hill is an area that's been very kind to South Carolina. I, I figured the Gamecocks would like to keep it that way. Uh, so Smith, you know, to me, he's someone who is sort of uh, maybe even a little bit more intriguing with the ball in his hands. A lot of people I've talked to about him, even though he didn't do a ton on offense at South Point, say that his better position may actually be slot receiver at the next level. South Carolina, it looks like, will start him out at defensive back. He played corner in high school. He's probably a a corner at at the college level, too. Um, You know, someone that I think would probably need uh, a redshirt year, some seasoning, you know, get bigger, get stronger, learn the ropes, things of that nature, and and then see what happens down the road. But I think someone who, you know, will be someone who could contribute for USC maybe on special teams at some point. Um, and I'll be curious to see, you know, if he if he does end up, which side of the ball he ends up on, whether he stays on defense or maybe if they give him a look at receiver at some point uh, down the road in his career. Okay, Chris.
1: There was one more player who played high school football in South Carolina that signed with the Gamecocks on Wednesday, and that's Chavis Dawkins, the receiver okay. from Burns High School, a very successful high school program. Marcus Lattimore's alma mater. So the Gamecocks go to the Upstate and get Chavis Dawkins. Tell us about him.
0: You know. Smart receiver. Uh, Saw him uh, Shrine Bowl week, too. You you look at him, he's got good size. Does he run 4-4 or have amazing open field ability? Uh, No, I don't think so. But when you look at Dawkins, it's obvious he's well coached. He knows how to get open. Like I said, he's a smart, intelligent receiver uh, who can get himself open. He has good enough size to where he can be a target. And he runs well enough to where I think he can get open in the college level. Very solid hand, really productive player at Burns. Obviously, they've turned out a lot of productive players over the years. And Dawkins is someone who you know was a late offer for South Carolina, someone they've been watching for quite a while. And uh, Brian McClendon, the receiver's coach, wanted to pull the trigger on him. Bobby Bentley, of course, had the tie up there to Burns. And Dawkins really wanted to go to South Carolina if he supported the opportunity. And so he got it. Um, you know, I think it will be – he's one of the more interesting receivers in the class to me because, again, when you look at just, okay, tape, physical ability, speed, athleticism, things like that, you know, there are some guys in South Carolina's class that have more of that. But, yeah, you look at Dawkins and he, you know, has been very productive at a high level in high school. And while he doesn't maybe have some of those measurables, you know, he's just a good receiver. Um, you know, we saw a guy out of Burns and Nick Jones who was – a pretty different type of receiver than Dawkins, but didn't come on until late in his career and then was a very, very solid player in the SEC for South Carolina. So, you know, I could see Dawkins following a path like that in in terms of him not being a guy that a lot of people talk about. Uh, But then him just blossoming into a good player for South Carolina at some point he's very intriguing interesting player
1: a couple final thoughts before we turn you loose here talk about Javon Kinlaw and DeAndre Champagne Kinlaw is from Goose Creek Champagne from Fort Dorchester looks like they're both going to Juco route they were expected to be part of this class but they are not
0: in yeah Kinlaw is someone who uh you know South Carolina took a commitment from and then he had significant academic work to do so he took a path similar, or pretty much exactly the same as what Dante Sawyer did for South Carolina. Sawyer was in South Carolina's 2014 class, and he elected to go to junior college early. Uh, so he left high school early, uh, and then he was able to enroll in junior college, and that accelerated his time frame to where he could be in the next class for South Carolina and get there in the summer, and that's what Ken Law can do. Uh, you know, if you finish out high school— and you leave for junior college and enroll in the summer, well, then you have to go graduate, and so you're not going to be uh, – you're going to be two classes down the road as, a, as an early enrollee, but two classes down the road. So this will accelerate that time frame for Ken Law.
1: You know, will he be a
0: defensive lineman? Will he be an eventual offensive lineman? I mean, I like his upside at O-line, but I certainly think he could play on defense as well. And we'll see what USC does with him, but he's going to go there to Jones County Community College in Mississippi and take care of business there. Champagne. Last I heard, Emerson, and you can correct me if I'm not current on this. I know I, on signing day he did not sign with anybody, um, and he could go the junior college route. He's got a, some junior college offers that he can take advantage of. You know, he's someone that USC was going to take in this class, contingent upon him making it. Um, he's still got academic work to do. So you know, if if he ends up at South Carolina, that is the route that he'll take. He'll go junior college and they'll get him down the road. Intriguing player, you know, he's got size, he he's, runs pretty well, can get vertical, uh, catches the ball well, uh, sort of a raw player still, but someone who I think down the road could blossom into a, a nice prospect.
1: All right, Chris, I got two more players I want to ask you about, and we'll wrap it up here. Tyron Jones, the Juco player, who was scheduled to come into South Carolina. This is the guy that played running back at Alabama his freshman year. Give us the latest on him. Do you think he'll ever end up being a Gamecock? What's the latest with him? And I want to ask you about Steve Davis Jr. as well from Dutch Fork. He did not sign on Wednesday. He was an Auburn commit for a long time, decommitted from Auburn, looked like the Gamecocks might have a shot with him, but he did not sign on Wednesday. So talk about Tyron Jones and Steve Davis Jr. from Dutch Fork.
0: My understanding, to, to start with Davis, Now, South Carolina, you know, was not pushing for him in this class. Uh, Had they, uh, I think they would have had a shot to get him in the boat eventually. Um, You know, Auburn obviously had Davis in on an official visit. Uh, That was a school that, like you said, Emerson, he was committed to for a time. Um, He didn't sign. I I think, I'm not sure what his next step is. I know that, you know, like some of these other guys we've discussed, I believe there's some academic work to, to complete there, and I believe that's why Auburn, uh, didn't sign him as part of this class either. With some other guys on the board. Look, when you when you have these signing slots, you can enroll some guys early to make your class bigger. But you can only actually sign 25 guys on signing day. So these schools, if they're taking a full class, you know, typically they want to hold those slots for guys that they they know can qualify. Um, you know, as far as Tyron Jones, I really don't expect him to be a part of this class or enroll in the summer or anything of that nature. I, I've seen what he said publicly. I've seen all that. Uh, my understanding of it and doing some checking is that it's, it's just not going to happen unless something really dramatically changes course. Um, you know, there were just some issues there of several varieties uh, that South, that made it to where South Carolina just couldn't go on him, couldn't bring him in. Um, you know, there were just some things that, that were not as South Carolina thought they would be uh, to, to sort of keep it keep it pretty simple, so I I do not anticipate Jones joining this class at any
1: point. Chris, you do a fantastic job. We appreciate the update on this 2016 Gamecock football signing class, the Will Muschamp era, underway in earnest, and we thank you for your hard work this week, man. I know you've been busy. We appreciate you taking time to join us on Gamecock Central Radio.
0: Appreciate that, Emerson. Thank you.
1: All right, that's Chris Clark, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and we'll have a lot more Gamecock football coming up here on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend.